cliffcentral.com. Maybe this is a good time to bring in Mental Health Awareness Month, which is October. We have a brand new show which is launching on Cliff Central today at 11 a.m., which I want to tell you about. And we've got a great guest who is going to be hosting these shows to join us this morning. And mm. uh, he is Professor Christopher Paul Zabo. And he is the former professor academic head of the Department of Psychiatry at the University of the Witwatersrand and the head of clinical department at the Department of Psychiatry at Charlotte Matlake Hospital in Johannesburg. So this is, uh, this is a man who really knows this subject probably better than anyone else in the country. He's currently an honorary professor in the department and an emeritus professor in the Faculty of Health Sciences. He was formerly the editor-in-chief of the African Journal of Psychiatry and is currently editor-in-chief of South African Psychiatry. We're going to start a show with him called Beyond Madness. It's in proud association with Adcock Ingram OTC, the sponsors of Brave. And it's our new podcast series that maps not only the practical aspects of psychiatry, but also the purpose and shares a broader view on the service and the outcomes that this discipline provides to society. Let's bring him on now. Hey, Prof Zabo, how are you? Yes, good morning. Morning. It's good to see you. <laughs> I'm not bad, thanks. Jeez, you got me up early for a change. Well, yeah, I know it's it's always it's always a little bit um, of a drag for people who've done the incredible things that you've done and who've held the positions that you've oh. had to to hear your CV read out like that. But it really is quite it, it's quite cool to have somebody who's got their finger on the pulse of psychiatry in South Africa and the world the way you do. Mm. I'm really excited about this show, and and I can't tell you how many people have said to me. Over the years, we've done lots of stuff on mental health in a very general sense. People said to me, why don't you get a psychiatrist who knows, because you guys are the ones who understand the the biochemistry of all of this. You're doctors. You are the ones who can prescribe things. You have a handle on the really extreme cases, uh, the social aspects of these things. It's, It's so great that we're able to do this show together. How did it all come about? Well, I suppose it's been many years in the making. Uh, You alluded to the fact or you mentioned the fact that I'm the editor of South African Psychiatry. Mm. And I think that what I'm really hoping to do is convert the written word into the spoken word. And uh, we had been discussing what I might do next, having edited South African Psychiatry for just over seven years now. And the idea of a podcast um, came up, and, and, and I thought, well, geez, I don't know if I'm ready for that. But anyway, it kind of unfolded. And then we started to think about, well, what is the podcast going to be about? And essentially, it's psychiatrists talking about psychiatry, but right. not in a technical way. Not in a technical way. I, I, I think that I'd, I'd like to emphasize that what I really wanted to accomplish with the podcast, and hopefully that will be the case, is that I want to look at some of the issues in psychiatry because I think maybe people have a, a, a more one-dimensional view of what psychiatry is. It's about mental illness and psychiatrists mm. simply diagnose and treat, right? which is good and well, and that's exactly what we do. However, beneath that or around that, there's a lot of thinking that goes into the discipline. It's multi-layered, and I think that there are so many issues in psychiatry that have relevance to the broader society, which are not psychiatry specific although they are very relevant for psychiatry psychiatry is almost the vehicle for which these issues are impacting society you know I'm, or could I'm, be seen 
I'm very curious to find out what the kind of subject matter is that you guys are going to discuss on this podcast, but I really like the idea that you could have two psychiatrists talking about this, because how many of us wish that we could eavesdrop on the conversations that you guys have professionally? Um, you, even, exactly? even if it does get a bit technical, you know, for many of us, that would be mm. fascinating too, because I suppose there is material now, thanks to the internet, that people can look up and try to understand yeah. themselves. But to hear experts talking about this stuff, it's kind of a higher level of doing this. It's not the Oprah Winfrey or Dr. Phil level of, no. you know, oh, well, I'm very depressed no. or, oh, I've, I've <laughs> exactly. No, no, that stuff uh, that, that really is, 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 and it's open season on that, frankly, in the media at the moment. Everyone's doing it. To, to have these conversations at that level with the experts is, is tremendous. And obviously, there are many different layers of expertise in psychiatry. I mean, you get people who specialize in a very peculiar problem or in a group of different uh, mental illnesses or a group of different treatments. Um, what kind of subjects are you going to be covering? Well, um, just to mention the first uh, podcast, which is going to be available, deals with the practice of psychiatry in a cross-cultural setting. Uh-huh. And I think that it's, 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 it's an excellent way to, to tee off the series where we look at, for example, rapid urbanization, traditional versus modern contemporary culture, the role of psychiatry, the role of the traditional healer, all of these kinds of issues. Obviously, we, we, we have half an hour in which to do it. But I think that we... Uh, put the issue out there, and hopefully what it will do is provide people for thought, uh, food for thought, and just kind of open up the, the discussion. But, but really showing you how the discipline thinks about this particular issue. Um, we have episodes coming up that deal with human rights and dignity. And I mean, that particular discussion kind of brought home to me just how profoundly uh, 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 impacted the discipline is by this issue of, of human rights and how it impacts on the broader society. How do we treat the most vulnerable members of our society? And what are your rights if you are mentally ill? I mean, and potentially do, 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 me, do mentally ill people, severely mentally ill people who are institutionalized, do they get to vote? Well, this is the issue. And I think that this is an ongoing discussion. And why they should be denied that is an issue that is currently being debated and looked at. So this is the whole point, because if you look constitutionally, if you look at the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, Mm. everybody is equal before the law. Mm. However, some people are less equal when it comes to what should be a universal franchise where everybody is entitled to participate Mm. in a functional democracy. So these are the kinds of issues that we we would unpack and and, and look at. And again, you would say, well, geez, what's that got to do with psychiatry? It's got a lot to do with psychiatry because as a discipline, we are the uh, ones who hold the responsibility of, in certain instances, needing to remove a person's rights mm-hmm. where you are would be declared an involuntary user for the purposes of restoring those rights through health. So it's, a, it's, a, it's an onerous profession in yeah. some ways, but it's, it's, it's one where we are entrusted with that responsibility. And I think that in doing my kind of reading and, 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 and thinking about human rights, it it struck me that I'm not sure that as a trainee in psychiatry and, and even as a young psychiatrist, I, w- I fully grasped 
just how much of a responsibility it is to be a psychiatrist under those circumstances. Prof, um, before I, I get into some more of the subject matter that you're going to be covering and, and the, the exact reasons for, for us deciding to do this, uh, Bulelo's mother is also a psychiatrist, and um, Bulelo and I have been talking a lot recently on the show about like the cultural, the, the stuff you cover in the first episode. And I don't, want to, I don't want to go over territory that you're going to give us at sure. 11 a.m. this morning because the show right. launches today. And, and Alan, you're actually the producer of the show as well. Mm. But, but perhaps you, you have something to add in here, Bulelo. I mean, for your mom, she is a psychiatrist in Limpopo province, where obviously, you know, resources are stretched thin, where people have cultural sensitivities when it comes to psychiatry, because, you know, there, there are only two settings for kind of, you know, a lot of, a lot of the, the, the more culturally traditional ways of looking at this, there are two settings. Either you're mad and you must be excluded from society completely um, and there's no helping you and you're looked upon with, with, with huge amounts of, of uh, judgment and, and sometimes even ugliness and, and uh, people are not particularly sympathetic to those guys and girls. Uh, or you are somebody who's, uh, who's trying to be West, Western and you're trying to seek out Western solutions. How does your mom deal with that stuff, Bulelo? So, you know what, when I was really young, I was, um, believe it or not, a bit of an upstart. You, you know, I'm obviously very conservative and not opinionated now. <laughs> is I asked my mother a question she, she still hasn't um, answered. Is I said, how does she reconcile being religious and being a doctor? And, um, and th- that actually led to uh, this question that you're asking now, kind of us discussing it o- over the years. But what's been interesting is actually South Africa, relatively speaking, is quite organized and there is... You know, when people get sick, Gareth, and and when death is is at your door, and and it doesn't need to be real, but uh, as uh, the the prof will tell us, is if you imagine you're going to die, people actually every identity politic tends to go away. And and now I'm giving you my mother's answer, not what I say, is that when people think they're going to die or they feel pain, all of that stuff stops mattering about should I go Sangoma, should I go Western, hmm. and that that is her answer. But I just want to finish off on this is where her life really got interesting because actually most of her practice was done on the rest of the continent in her work was that there it's really like we are, they don't want to hear about psychiatrists in certain mm. regions where she was. Yeah. And now you, you must imagine a lot of the, the, a lot of the work she did for the 20 years she was involved in her, in the previous company was that it was in war zones as well. So that, that adds a whole other layer to the question you're asking. So for my mom, she's, She's a little bit of a different animal. She doesn't. She doesn't want to hear it. You know. She she compartmentalizes all of it, and it's like, hey, if you're here, there are there are rules. I went to university. Take a seat. She she's not very. It's not very nicey nicey about it. You, you know, as warm as she is as a person, yeah. it's very clear. If you're here, don't tell me about your sangom, man. You know, there's a space for that. Leave it's, that over there. But that's how she rolls. So, Prof, we've decided to call yes. this. We've decided to call this show Beyond Madness. Now, aren't you going to get a lot of right. pushback from people because you're using the word madness? And we know that mental health has been. Uh, something which has been a pejorative, uh, to, you know, calling people mad and, and saying the word madness has been regarded as very politically incorrect and not particularly sensitive. Are you worried about that yeah. at all? Well, first of all, just to answer that question, no. And just to get back to uh, Umbulelo, just mm-hmm. to say that spirituality and science are not mutually exclusive. 
And I think that one can integrate the two. And certainly psychiatry, and certainly myself as a psychiatrist, I don't see a hierarchical relationship there. I think everybody must get what they need as they need it. So therefore, for me, I, I take a much more integrated view. And I think that any good scientist who's respectful as a clinician also of their patient's needs mm. would understand that. So just, you know, in response to Mbulelo's okay. uh, um, point there. But just getting back to what you'd asked me, am I going to get pushed back for the use of the word madness? I think we should be less sensitive about that because remember the program is called Beyond Madness. Right. And I think that there is a stereotypical view of psychiatry, psychiatrists maybe even, uh, as well as their patients, you know, being mad. And I'm saying, okay, now hang on a sec. We're going to go beyond madness. We're going to go beyond madness in terms of talking about not psychiatric uh, diagnoses per se, we're going to be talking about issues in psychiatry. And in fact, as psychiatrists, we're not going to be talking about diagnosing patients, we're going to be talking about the issues that we need to think about that impact on our patients that feed into patient care. So I think the, the, the word was chosen, maybe provocatively, I, mm. in fact, I shouldn't say maybe, I think uh, intentionally, but I think there's a purpose behind it. And certainly it's not pejorative. And the truth of the word is people do use the word madness in all kinds of contexts. Right. Uh, and we're kind of bringing it back, but then we're taking it away from, and we're saying, you know what, we're going beyond madness. I like it. Uh, Gareth, I must tell you, the, the level of guests on the show, uh, first, it's an honor to produce the show, uh, number one. Number two is I've worked with the professor with, on Three Talk with Nalene and on Seminar 2 for many years. And so finally, I'm so happy to see that he's taking front and center and he's got his own show uh, because he is brilliantly capable. And, uh, and, and by the way, not only one of the, the – the, every person that comes on the show, Gareth, is an expert – yeah. Uh, in their field, and they're professors, they're top doctors, um, and so uh, we did a fascinating uh, interview on sexual offences and personality disorder. Hmm. So when you're looking at paedophilia, rape, that type of stuff, yeah. we've got some other very interesting things coming up with other professors talking about spirituality and how do you marry spirituality and uh, psychiatry, and and so you're going to be in for a 13 part series podcast series that is filled with the best of the best on the continent. And, of course, we've got some guest prof overseas. Of course, yes, we're speaking. Um, yep. Psychedelics. Psychedelics. We're doing the cannabis debate. Yeah, we're doing some really crazy, That's interesting amazing. things. <laughs> Kevla, you crazy. Know? Did you say crazy? <laughs> yeah, you say just crazy. <laughs> no, you just triggered me. <laughs> oh, well, um, and, and, and so we are just so excited that that, that – this platform, um, and, and why we love being on the Cliff Central platform, besides obviously being on Apple, you know, we're all over very other. Yeah, all of them, Google. All your other podcasts with you guys. But, it's, Gareth, your audience and your the people that you speak to really want betterment in their life. Yeah. They want to learn more. And this, this show is going to teach you stuff. And well, give you, give you I mean, if you, if, you, if you can go as controversial as, you know, mental health and sexual offenses, which is obviously an area that gets a lot of people very prickly, and then you can talk about yeah. psychedelics in another episode. I think this is going to touch, yes. touch on a lot of things that people are really into. Dr. Robin says, I'm just wondering if the doctors can get CPD points for listening to this new podcast. <laughs> in fact, that's, that's an interesting one because generally these days we kind of apply for cpd points for everything um that never crossed my mind actually but the truth of the matter is it's educational it's informative mm. 
um, but not informative in this kind of didactic way. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd said to Alan, listen, if people want to know what schizophrenia is, go read a textbook. Yes. You know, what about the person who's schizophrenic, who's psychotic, who lands up in an institution? Mm. How are they dealt with? What are their rights? Can they vote if it's voting day while they're hot? You know, so we're looking at the issues. But can I tell a quick story that sure. marries this whole issue of, of, of psychiatry and traditional societies? Yes. A very senior colleague, Norman Sartorius, told the story about uh, uh, Bedouins in the desert. And a bunch of psychiatrists went out there to, to, to kind of see how they live and, and uh, what they're about. And in their midst was a man who was chained up. And uh, they were kind of curious and said, okay, what's the deal with this man? Yeah. And the, the guy said, well, you know, he's, 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 he's possessed. And so we have to take care of him. By gin. And they said, do you mind if we, do you mind if, we, well, exactly. Do you mind if we speak to him? Hmm. I said, no, sure, speak to him. Psychiatrist had a good conversation, went back to the elders and said, you know, he's not possessed. He's actually, he's actually ill. He suffers from a psychiatric illness. Hmm. So the elders were very kind of thoughtful and okay, thank you. Off went the psychiatrist, came back the next day, tribe's gone, but the man in chains is remaining behind. Moral of the story, whilst he was thought of as suffering from what was understood to be a legitimate uh, possession, mm -hmm. he was to be protected. Suddenly they're told he's got an illness, stay the hell away. Really? So the issue, so the point is this, be careful unintended consequences. And that's why I say to you, psychiatry has to be respectful of what prevails culturally in communities. And you don't simply go in there and say, as much as psychiatry does see itself as universal mm -hmm. and probably is at a certain level, you've also got to be very mindful and very respectful. Well, Raisebeck says here in Limpopo, you could be called a witch if you're mentally ill. And we know that happens. And, no, in Limpopo, they'll call you a witch for anything. Please, let, let's not use mental. <laughs> I'm from Limpopo. Let's not, let's, not, let's not conflict the issues, please. I remember those kind of issues in Sekakuni land going up yeah. that way. I mean, it was a very deeply entrenched issue. Prof, and could lead to dire consequences. Tell us about your, your background here. It's always fascinating to me when we get to meet really, really smart people who've done incredible things in their careers. How did it all start wow. for you, and, and what, have you, what have you got up to in your career? Give us a little Gee, a snapshot. <laughs> where do I begin? I, like, I feel a song coming on. Where do I begin? Uh, but I won't sing for you. Um, I'm a, listen, firstly, I'm a Vitsi through and through. Right. Undergraduate, postgraduate, I've, I've, I've spent my career at Witsu, you know, proudly uh, uh, a There's that other university in the south, but uh, we're number one as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. Although, having said that, a lot of my guests are from UCT, so, you know, a lot right. of respect to UCT. Um, in terms of where I came from, how far back do you want to go? I mean, are we in the womb here or are we… Um... Let's, uh, let's, let's keep it to your career. I mean, what made you want to go into psychiatry in, in particular? I mean, you, you become a doctor and then you're going to specialize in, in, in yeah. mental health. i tell you what it was. I, I was an intern. Uh, in those days, they used to call us housemen. I was a houseman back in the 80s. And I did my housemanship or internship, as they would call it today, at uh, Baragwanath, Barra. Mm -hmm. I'm very proudly uh, a Barra boy, mm -hmm. so to speak. And there was a ward, Ward 20, where all of, when I was doing medicine, all of the medical, acute medical cases would, would go there. And I was fascinated by the psychiatric patients. I remember one guy in particular 
who would stand behind the nurses and he would move his hands like this. And he said, no, 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 he was a snake. And what was he doing? He was stealing all the keys. And he stole everybody's keys and hid them all over the place. And he just captured my imagination. And I thought to myself, you know, psychiatry, there's something here. There's something interesting about this discipline. And I'd gone back to my student years where I had met my first psychiatric patient while sitting behind a psychiatrist. And she was busy giving an account of uh, 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 a person called Spooky yeah. who was really threatening her. And I was sitting behind the psychiatrist and I, I burst out laughing because I'd never heard of something so absurd. And she said to me in Afrikaans, she said, yeah, jy kan lach, doctor. Yes, you can laugh, doctor. Mm-hmm. And I kind of was very chastened. After she left, the psychiatrist turned around to me and he said, first lesson, he said, you can laugh with a patient, never at a patient. And I never forget that. And so these were my kind of early exposures to psychiatry. And then I did national service and, and, and what have you. And I traveled the world for a year. I took a year off. I felt I'd been institutionalized for too long. I needed to get the hell out and find new pastures. Came back and I took a decision that I was going to specialize. And I thought, well, you know what? If I am going to specialize, I need to do something that really works for me. And so I chose psychiatry. I also felt that it was a discipline that best suited my nature in terms of my inclination to kind of think about things. And um, I would like to think I've got a more creative side to me. And I thought it's the one discipline that can probably accommodate me. And so I think it was a, I think it was a good fit and here I am. And I think what's interesting to me is that at the very beginning of my studies, I had two choices, medicine or journalism. And now I find myself potentially marrying the two. That's fantastic. So it's come full circle. That's really cool. Al, um, are there lots and lots of people that we've never heard before on podcasts? Because these, these, these may be people who've been in, in medical journals and, and who have given expert opinions in places that those of us who are not experts don't know about. This may be our first encounter with some of these people. Well, it's uh, it's incredible to see the guests are um, uh, from far and wide, they're, but they are the best in the business, uh, literally. And um, and uh, yeah, people that you haven't heard of, brilliant minds, and it's nice to give them this platform. And uh, I've got to just add to this that when when uh, Professor we had this discussion, we were actually he was busy doing some work uh, with Adcock Ingram OTC, mm-hmm. and it was so fascinating because when Sudhir Rampasad introduced me again because obviously I knew Professor Christopher Sabo from the days that I booked him for three talk and many of the shows that we did in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was fascinating to see how how sponsors of Brave really wanted to get behind him in doing a show like this because to be to to realize that you have a problem with your mental health and there is no health and Prof says this all the time it's a, a key line of the show there is no health without mental health um, that that if if you are brave enough to realize you've got a problem, if you're brave enough to go and see someone about it, then we want to support you. We want to, and this is why sponsors of Brave is behind this, uh, mm-hmm. Ingram OTC sponsor Brave, because this you have to be brave to get better. You have to be brave to realize that you need to get a family member health. You've got to be brave to be able to seek that help. And this show is about empowering you 
to get the help that you or your family member or your friend needs because mental health affects us all. And yeah. it's, and this is a, 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 so this issue is now it, with COVID times at the forefront of, we're so worried about getting sick of COVID, the bug. I think COVID, the, 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 the mental illnesses around COVID are, are far and wide, and we are only starting to see them creep in now. I think it's, uh, it's such a valid point yeah. that you make. Now, now, Prof, I just need to, to bring it back for all of those of us who are not in your world and who are interested and yes. perhaps even fascinated by it. Um, what, yeah. what, is the, what is the general occurrence of, of real serious mental health issues among the South African population? Do we have any idea of how large the, the, the problem, the scope of these kinds of challenges are for people? Because we often hear, you know, we hear a lot of, of amateur nonsense on, in the media about, oh, you know, this one is, uh, is dealing with, with severe clinical issues around schizophrenia or bipolar disorder or anything else. Do we know how widespread these situations really are among, among our population? Look, I mean, you know, one, one can quote percentages, and I'm always kind of wary of quoting percentages because at the end of the day, I'm not always sure what that means. I think that what one can say is that one has to distinguish between what one would call a serious mental illness, and here we're talking about the schizophrenias and the bipolars, and it's not to say that uh, uh, illnesses such as depression or, or anxiety are not serious, but there are obviously levels. I think at the end of the day, the issue is the extent to which whatever one is suffering emotionally compromises you and impacts on your ability to function as you ordinarily would, and the extent to which you experience these emotional difficulties in a way that is distressing for you. So I think that these are the two key issues that you will find in any diagnostic process, the level of individual distress and the level of dysfunctionality. So as I said, there, there are various percentages. I mean, we're looking at the fact that probably um, conditions are under-recognized mm. and very importantly, mental health and psychiatry as a discipline is under-resourced yeah. in the public sector. And this is a real major issue. And, you know, when we start to talk about stigma, we always think about how individuals stigmatize other individuals. Mm. I look at it differently. I see how we as a discipline suffer from what I would call systemic stigma, where we actually are under-resourced and we are not given the kind of resources that we need to fully treat the patient population that is out there. It's, it's terrific. I'm really looking forward to this. I think it's going to be fascinating and interesting in every dimension. I'm looking forward to hearing the, the, the opinions of all these various experts, getting into some pretty controversial subject matter too, and we won't leave any stone unturned. No. No, awesome. Not at all. The, everything is out there. Well, there it is. Uh, Professor Christopher Paul Sabo, who will be the host of the show. Alan Ford producing that and making sure we have really, really terrific guests. Um, and if anybody's interested, this could be the thing that, that really answers a lot of those questions for you around psych psychiatry and the... <coughs> The, 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 the more intricate and sometimes a little more technical, but also those uh, subjects that we all encounter fairly regularly but aren't entirely sure about the vocabulary of and maybe the, the, right. the actual discussions around them and what, what the impact of all of that on our lives is, whether we're actually suffering from something ourselves, whether we know someone who is, or whether we're just interested in it from a sociological point of view. It's all going to be answered. Beyond Madness starts today on cliffcentral.com. 
at 11 a.m. You can get the podcast on our site, on our app, on Google, on Spotify, on Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts in proud association with Adcock Ingram OTC, who are the sponsors of Brave. Great work. And, Prof, we will speak to you soon. Thank you very much, and thanks to all of you. See you. Have a good day. Cheers, 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 everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye. There we go. Uh, Did you know that um, Bulelo has been accused of witchcraft, El? That's a revelation for you. I didn't. What does no. he do? Not so much fun. On like, Venda. Uh, it comes, it's starter pack. You, you know, so my grandmother now, was Venda. Now you're Venda. It's in yeah, the I love this guy. He claims to be Kosa sometimes, then he's Paddy, now he's Venda. Make up your mind. Yeah, but the president's Venda now. I'm jumping on that. I, like, but my the, grandmother was Venda. What must I do about that? But if the cool we get thing another, is, at least you Vended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. He has, a, so he, you know, in, in Limpopo, there was that story that was going around. It was either Limpopo or Swaziland or both, where they, they actually, there were air traffic controllers who were getting calls from people saying, there's a witch flying around the airport and we're worried that she's going to be sucked into the engines of the various planes. <laughs> no, it was a serious thing. Like one of the pilots wouldn't take off because someone had warned him there were flying objects. It turned out the flying objects were being reported by like villagers in the area and they were saying witches on brooms are flying around and getting in the, in the general, um, the the air, what do they call it the i suppose the the airspace airspace of 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 the various airports it was a real the real story it was even reported in the news it's hilarious the, the further the, north you go in this country the more ridiculous it gets just so people know like once you go past sort of Bulugwane, the city itself <laughs> i mean uh, for, for us hoity toity suburban yeah. people yeah. it just starts to get ridiculous you you go past Polokwane, then it starts to get mental by the time you get to uh, uh mavenda oh my god anything's anything's possible and they are electric by the way i just i love vendor people and, hey. and I, I i've done some fascinating stories up with with lots of sangomas even into the into zambia yeah. and uh and in youngest actually for that matter one is a pharmacist in traditional medicine and yeah. one is the, obviously the the, the the doctor, additional doctor. But the the interesting thing is is how we've got a uh, a, sect, a sector of white sangomas, and yes. literally not the when you go and put that clay on your hand and you look white. No, no, no. But like I've got white a, we, people, we've got a white like, uh, we've got a white sangoma in my family. I kid you not. Mm. Mm. So it's fascinating, and uh, and of course the traditional healing. What I want, the ancestors. What I want to talk, I want to talk to an umtagat. I don't want to talk to. Yeah, I want to to interview one of those umtagat, those uh, you know those those bad witch doctors, the one who leaves spells and makes muti and those kinds of things. Those people Mm. would be interesting too. So. uh, Alan, as you as you sort of are, you know, you know, your life will be undergoing changes. Sorry, I just want to clear. Just want to clear something up. Hang on. By no means are we equating Professor Zabo with these uh, Inyangas and and Umtagatis and all the rest of it. All right, the one is a is definitely a scientific (laughs) basis thing. The other is much more a traditional thing. And and we we're not going to be forced to put them in the same category. I'm sorry. But on that on that note, Gareth, this first episode. That's why we kicked Mm, off with cross cultural stuff. The, the, the role of cross of, of traditional medicine mm. in psychiatry. That's why we open the, the most apropos topic to start this series was to look at what is happening in our traditional societies and traditional communities uh, and how Western medicine, so called Western medicine, uh, has, has integrated. And it's fascinating. The professor that he has on uh, is just brilliant. Today, listen to the show if you want to learn more about that. They're very good. Cliffcentral.com.